we're glad again you are joining us here on our podcast that we are trying to get out weekly uh, in this idea of continuing discussions about what does discipleship look like really in that common space, meaning from uh, not in a Sunday morning when people associate or going to church uh, or in a small group, but uh, actually how, how does it play out in, in your lives? How does it play out in our lives? Uh, how can we uh, have more dialogue, more discussion about it? Not uh, giving you final answers uh, in anything, but trying to uh, just be open in these dialogues and discussions. So uh, again, I'm just uh, glad to be able to be here and glad hopefully you're joining us. Uh, my name is Pastor Dan Hertzler. I'm the pastor at uh, Refuge Church in Manor, PA, and uh, with always me, I got Mike. Hey, everybody. And then I got Ryan. Hey, guys. And uh, we're just going to keep talking about some of these ideas of um, what does it mean, again, to walk with Jesus, be like Jesus? Uh, what does it mean to, um, uh, you know, learn Jesus? And so uh, we've really kind of boiled it down into the, the central core of that is this idea of being with Jesus. And then from that, there should be evidences that we see in our lives in the way that um, we reflect him, in the way that uh, we see people, in the way that we come alongside others, uh, in the way that we live out on mission. So uh, we're really focusing right now on that core central idea of being with Jesus. And at, at the very heart of it, uh, is the idea of doing for uh, God and being with God. And um, a lot of what we've been talking about is being with God. And now we want to be able to share, talk a little bit about some of the stuff we do for God uh, and yet still be with God. And, and that might sound difficult or that might sound like I just, um, you know, I'm saying the, the opposite of it. But uh, there are a lot of blurred lines when it comes to our relationship with God and what we do with God. And uh, we want to try to hopefully talk a lot about that. Uh, we're going to talk about some of these uh, what are called sacred rhythms, or maybe you heard them growing up more about disciplines, or maybe you heard just some people talking about uh, Bible study or the Sabbath, or you heard about prayer and fasting, these different terms. We're going we're gonna to use some of those terms. We're going to talk about some of those things, uh, really how they are a gift that God has given to us in this process of being like him and being with him. He's given us these things to remind us again what it needs and looks like. So uh, in a previous episode, we talked about the Sabbath and how that's one of the things we need in our lives to be able to remind ourselves again that we are not made for this time and we shouldn't become a God of this time or a slave of this time, and that we live for, for God, and, and, and He rested, and so we rest, and we, we delight in Him in that, those seasons of, of the Sabbath. That's a gift that's been given to us, but it's something we do, but it's also in part of being with God. So the same thing as far as we talk uh, during this episode is in the idea of serving God, or the act of service, how that can be a reflection uh, of us being with God, and yet it's also something we do. Now, when we talk about this idea, uh, we've got to recognize that serving God is going to be, for some of us, really that sweet spot, that um, real intimate place where we feel the most connected to God. Now, now when I use these terms, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about kind of a, an objective God and a subjective God. An objective God is the truth of who God is. And those are true regardless of situations, regardless of circumstances. But there is a subjective part of this that all of us kind of connect with God in, in, in certain ways. 
Uh, someone might enjoy just sitting down and 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 worshiping uh, with instruments. Someone might just sit down and and just enjoy the 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 arts and and feel God in that. Others may just love to be able to to serve God, and as they're serving God, they they feel this presence of God with them as they're serving and. That's kind of what we're going to be talking about. We're all called to serve God, but there's part of this serving God that is going to, uh, you know, uh, be part of this being with God. And, and what the, 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 the questions we're going to be asking, the questions we all should be looking at is, uh, you know, what is our motivation? Because the danger in this is when we start serving God, we start feeling good. And then we keep serving God because we feel good. And the feeling good about it becomes more about serving than it is about serving God and following his lead. Because when I help someone, I, that makes me feel good about myself, or that makes me forget about you know, the, the other stuff in my life, or that makes me uh, somehow look good in front of other people, or that makes me look good in an organization or a, a, even a church setting. And the danger in that is that that becomes our motivation. And so this is going to be a really, it's really good heart check, really good questions to say, you know, why am I serving? Uh, and how can I serve to be connected with God? And, and in that too, um, if you're just waiting to wanting to feel like you want to serve, well, that might be a long time. And so it's, it, there's a lot of nuance, and a lot of questions in this, and, and that's kind of why we want to talk about it, uh, open up this discussion. So uh, just Mike, just, you know, right off the top bat, I, I know I said a lot of different topics, kind of gave us a lot of different uh, ramps to choose there. But just overall, when you think about the idea of your relationship with God and being with God yeah. and, and where service fits into it, what are some of your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's one of the right questions to ask. I think that when it comes to serving, uh, particularly in the church or uh, the idea of serving God, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword. Um, and it immediately makes me think about the story in the Bible um, where Jesus is at the house of Mary and Martha and um, for Mary sitting at his feet. Martha is frustrated because Mary, she thinks she should be helping. Um, and so Martha's like, Jesus, say something. And Jesus looks at her and goes, Mary's chosen what's better. Yeah. And we love to tell that story in the church. And yet I feel like we often then tell people to go be Martha. And like, at least in our actions mm -hmm. and, and whenever we're asking people to step into different areas. And, and I know for me growing up, um, particularly as someone that grew up in the church, but I didn't believe in Jesus, let alone maybe God. I mean, I, I was definitely agnostic, um, at least at that time, waking up on a Saturday to go pull weeds hmm. because my parents had signed me up for something and weren't telling me until five minutes before I was leaving was not my favorite Saturday. And it happened to me seemingly often. And so yeah. if anything, it drove a wedge in, and, but then uh, whenever I found Jesus and, and I got into the church, not just myself, but I think a lot of people in ministry, um, will we almost idolize it yeah we almost idolize our busyness within the church and look at what i'm doing and what i can do for the kingdom and everything like that and there are good things about serving i think yeah. god has i don't even think i think you can see biblically in genesis god designed us to work yeah um when god cursed the ground with with adam right Adam already knew he was working the ground now it just became work right there was there is that that piece to it and I think for us in the kingdom, we tend to, like you said, we, we feel good about either what we're seeing or what we're doing. And, and maybe there's this subconscious thing where we think that we're earning what, what God is, um, what God's presenting to us, our place in the kingdom. Um, but then I think 
I don't know. I just, I get so challenged and I know I'm throwing a lot of scripture. I don't mean to shotgun, but I think about the sheep and the goats, man. And, and, yeah. and it's just so, it's one of the scariest scriptures for me because I'm like, there's days you wake up and you're like, well, which one am I? Yeah. And so you want to run and, and, and serve more and go help other people and do things. But, but that's almost, it's almost antithetical to grace. And so there's this tension that I think we need to find. And where I've been resting currently is Dallas Willard has this quote where he says, grace is opposed to earning, not to effort. And, and for me, it helps reset my perspective, um, and, and to be more present in the moment, um, to just, instead of bringing my agenda and asking God to bless it, instead of just doing and running headlong towards whatever I think I can do for the kingdom and then saying, okay, God, look at this cool thing that I built now, bless it. Right. Look, I've helped all these people. Isn't that great? And I did it in your name instead coming forward and being like, okay, God, what do you have today? Yeah. And just kind of slowing down and, and really starting out of that place of being, because I don't know that we can really serve well unless we start from that posture of being with him first. Yeah, no, that's uh, some, some good stuff right right up the alley of what where I was trying to go in, in the intro as well. Um, because it, it's it's impossible to be like Jesus and not serve. Right. Like that's, you know, that's what he said. It, it, you know, I have come, you know, in Mark, he said, I've, I've come to serve, not to be served. And if you want to be great, you, you have to serve. So we have to learn how to do this in a way that it doesn't make the serving about ourselves right. or the serving about, you know, what we've earned, as you said, or Dallas Willard said. Um, but how can it just be just that natural outflow of a relationship with God, even if I don't feel like it today, like, you know, who wakes up and says, I want to do weeds <laughs> this morning. Right. Uh, but if, if that's part of your act of service, as part of your saying, you know what, Hey, I want to, I want to, you know, help the church look, uh, presentable or be just a good neighbor to our community. Like, you know, you don't want the church to be filled with weeds when the rest of the community looks nice. Like, <laughs> you just want right. to be a good neighbor. I mean, there's, right. there's something really, really important about that. And there's something also really not important about it. And yet we still do it. Um, so, so I think that that's, that's really good. Um, you know, and, and, and in the society we live in, this makes it so hard, you know, Ryan, and maybe you can speak just a little bit about that. You know, you're in the film industry and stuff, but you understand the the power of visuals and, you know, it's almost like, you know, and, and we've all had those experiences. We go on a trip or we do a service project and we take our pictures and, you know, we, we post everything and we're like, Hey, look at me. I'm so wonderful. I served, um, you know, and, and, and there's a lot of danger that I remember reading a book, um, probably about 10 years, maybe 12 years old now when helping hurts a mm. uh, great book just on the idea of, you know, how, how often we can make serving about ourselves. Um, and are we really helping those that really need the help? So, um, Ryan, what are some of your thoughts on this idea? Yeah, I think that's a really good point just to, to bring up with serving. And, you know, I remember my sister telling me, you know, about, I think they even made a movie about that when helping hurts, but just that idea of us thinking we know what's best, Yeah, Yeah. you know? And I think, I think it's funny too, because I think as we, uh, you know, in the Christian life, you know, you hear a lot of, oh, you know, I just need more power to do this, 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 you know, the Holy Spirit needs to give me power. And it's like the power that we're given is to be humble, you know, to be lowly, to be servants. You know, I think that's where so much of the empowerment of Jesus is to live a servant life, you know? So, uh, with that being said, we're here today because people served God. Yeah. You know, the church is still a thing obviously because of God, but because people served him. So there's so much good just in 
that service. But really, I think getting down to it, what is my motivation? Hmm. Because you hear faith without works is dead. And all of a sudden you go, I need to serve, 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 serve to, right. to me so that yeah. I can prove that I have the faith. Yeah, but yeah. the problems with maybe the faith, not the works, yeah. you know, we so instantly go to, I need to do X, Y, and Z so that either I can maybe feel good about myself or yeah. prove that I'm actually a believer, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so it's almost like we're trying to self-justify that we belong, yeah. even though Christ welcomes us in based on the service that he did, right. you know, going to the cross. Yeah. So just that distinguishing point of, man, recognize that this is freedom to serve him. Right. It's not binding you, but it's, it's freedom. He's, he's brought you from your bondage to sin yeah. so that you can actually serve him freely. Yeah. It's cool. It's wild to, you know, the point you mentioned there, uh, you know, we're here because someone has served in a sense, you know, it's, it's wild to think about that's, that it's been, you know, generation after generation for, you know, 2000 years of, yeah. of people choosing to serve at mm-hmm. some level, uh, brings us to this point and, and hopefully, you know, uh, as, as we know, God will allow, but we get to be a part of that. We get to join into that for the, for the next, whatever amount of years, uh, you know, until Christ returns in that sense. So. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really, uh, a fascinating thing. And, and, you know, for, for all of us, uh, you know, we work currently at, at, at the church here and, uh, you know, not only is it our earning in a sense of, you know, faith and, and proving our works and stuff, but we also have that responsibility of like, it's job performance and people mm-hmm. are looking at you and saying, well, how's your job performance doing? And they're gauging you based on sometimes on how many, you know, people are, are doing this or how well you're ser- So th- there's a whole lot of heart work that goes into serving. But what we want to leave you is, is not just talk, kind of talking about the dangers of it, but there are all sorts of dangers. But, you know, you mentioned at the end, Ryan, and I want to kind of kind of sit there for a little bit. Uh, just the the freedom we get to be able to serve mm-hmm. and, and it just like the sabbath it's it, it's a gift god's given to us to be able to help us not only be more like him but really i think help us enjoy life mm-hmm. like when you can realize and you you say i have no agenda uh, i have no purpose other than i'm here to serve and i will do what i can i will use my gifts i will use my talents i'll use you know, whatever it may be, even if I don't feel adequate, but yet I'm here to serve. Uh, when you walk into that and you move into that, man, it is so rewarding. Yeah. Um, and you don't need the, the, the immediate reactions from someone to be gratitude, you know, grateful, or you don't need all the likes or all the comments that you just say, you know what? I just want to serve because my savior served and I want to be like him. And, and he told me that, if I want to be great, I would be, I should be a servant. So, uh, you know, Mike, what, what are some extra thoughts on that or, or maybe something you read this week? Yeah. I, I, what I really like about what you're saying is that I think when, when you start to reach that place, cause again, it's not like any of us have mastered this, but there's not a confidence that comes about you, but it's almost a, a security or a stability. There's this, you really start to, I think, understand your identity and who you are. And, and yeah. that's, invaluable, at least to me, especially whenever I can just walk into environments and be like, I'm just a helper. I'm just here to help. There's no pressure. I don't have to perform for anybody. I'm Mm -hmm. just here to do that. And I think there, there's, there's almost this myth, um, that 
following Jesus brings a good life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yes, in one aspect that's true. Um, but when we talk about a good life and what does that look like? I think sometimes if we're really honest with ourselves, we think of it more, um, with respect to the American dream or, or the gospel of upward mobility, right. Mm -hmm. Moving up and to the left. Um, and, uh, just along those lines, I think it was Tim Keller that said, um, if anybody deserved to live a good life based on behavior or we could call it service and, yeah. and moral character, it would be Jesus. And he right. didn't mm. get it. Yeah. Right. Um, and so John Mark Comer in his book, live no lies, um, has this quote where he says the barrage of cultural messaging we receive constantly through the digital IV of our myriad devices says the exact opposite. Everything is about self-fulfillment, not self-denial. The idea of saying no to yourself and yes to Jesus sounds crazy. Many of us can't fathom a vision of the good life that doesn't involve getting what we want. Um, To kind of just further emphasize, Bonhoeffer once said, when Christ calls a man, he bids him to come and and to die. Um, And just this this, um, sobering acknowledgement and reality that um, we follow after Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus did so much in, in, in the way that he served and the way he got down and washed the disciples' feet. But like the man died. Yeah. The God died. Mm-hmm. And, and that is what we're called to do. But Jesus, and I really believe this, like I feel like he found the strength to do what he did out of his purpose and his identity, which he received out of his, his being with God first. Right. And his, he would constantly go and just sit and be with God. Even before the cross, he's in the garden of Gethsemane and yes, he's praying. But I think one of the things we lack in that, or we miss in that message is that he's taking time and he's being with God before he serves before he comes out. And that's where he drew a lot of his energy and his strength. And, and, and ultimately we're supposed to follow after that example to go and just to, to die to ourselves, not what I want, not what my idea of what the good life is, but instead to just serve the people around me. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, you know, it's, it's good when you talk about, um, the myth, I like to use sometimes the, the, the illusion of the good life that we have in here. You know, we think it looks like something else, but, but that's what's so countercultural about Christ. That's what makes him a revolutionary in that way. He says, yeah. this is not the good life. Let me, let me show you what the good life is. Um, and, uh, you know, to, to be able to, to recognize the idea of, you know, even if you think, okay, I'm going to serve God today, or I'm going to serve him in this one role. And you think, okay, before I serve him, I need to be with God. And after I I serve him, I need to be with God. Probably while you're doing it, you need to be with God. But there's the whole idea that, (laughs) you know, you want to make sure your heart's in the right place before you do it. And you want to make sure your heart's in the right place after you do it, because we're so prone to, to make serving about us or make serving, uh, to be something we can use, for our own selfish uh, fulfillment, our own uh, propping ourselves up or trying to justify something. And, um, you know, we really want to hit that sweet spot of serving. Ryan, what's some things you read this week? I just really was reminded as I was talking to a friend uh, this past week where we were talking about the verse in Psalm 102 where it says, serve the Lord with gladness. Yeah, yeah. And, And I think... So often we think service and we think I need to drive to the church. You know, I need to, you can serve the Lord right now, you know, like pretty much wherever you're at right now, you can serve him. 
because I think really part one to service is that gladness, that joy filled heart, you know, because when you look at, I think you look at the Pharisees, it really looked like they served God. Yeah. But Jesus says you're whitewashed tombs. You look good on the outside. You're rotten on the inside. So clearly I think service has to start from the heart. Yeah. Has to start just with what is, is there something in you? Is there, is there a joy or a gladness, you know, in Jesus himself, you know, not in thinking about what he's going to do if you go out and serve, but you know, are you satisfied in him? You know, I was just really thinking about, you know, what, what does the Lord find pleasing, Hmm. you know? And, And I think it's one of those things where, um, if he's not pleasing to you, if God's not pleasing to you, um, then it could be that the service that you're doing for him is not pleasing to him, you know, because I think it really comes down to, are you pleased and satisfied in God? And is this some form of outflow coming out of you? Mm. Uh, And I think that's a good barometer of, okay, why am I here? Is it because of Jesus and, and who I know him to be? Or is it because of me and I'm trying to gain something, get something, you know, even earning, you know, brownie points from the Lord. Yeah. yeah, Right. You know, but I think just really starting with serving the Lord with gladness, just focusing on being joyful and, and that will be a freeing place to take you into service wherever you are, you know, whether you're vacuuming the floor, you know, at home or you're in a business meeting, you know, or wherever you're at. No, it's good to even to take it away from, you know, we use the joking illustration of pulling weeds, but you know, it's, it really is. There's, there's so many opportunities every day to look at mm-hmm. that. Uh, so many things right in our wheelhouse uh, of, of how we live. That's why, again, the, the whole sacred rhythms, there's a rhythm to life that can uh, be a part of uh, what we normally do, but adding in, how do we see it now and in, in through the eyes of service? So uh, Mike, I thought you had something you were going to share as far as just a good practical step maybe for, for some of us. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the biggest encouragements that we can have is don't pick a side of the pendulum. Don't just run headlong into service just because you think that's the thing to do or you can earn your way in. Don't run headlong in the opposite direction because it's all about grace. Um, but instead to really go before God and be with him first. Um, I I think that service really comes out a a heart of gratitude and joy as as Ryan was saying. I think that's where that heart can really come from. Um, but I would also just put into perspective or keep in mind, um, that you're created in the image of God and and you are fearfully and wonderfully made and that we have a wonderfully creative God who has created every single one of us very differently um, and wants us to go and engage the world in the different ways that we're made. Um, If we were all created exactly the same, right? If God only called fishermen, then we could all have the mug that said, we're going to be fishers of men because we know how to fish, right? But he didn't. We're, you know, Ryan works in the film industry. Um, Dan with, his connections with sports and everything, my connections with musicians, it's given us different inroads where we have been able to share the gospel um, and serve in that way. But there's also different quirks about all of us where 
Some of us serve very differently in the church. And so you don't necessarily need to go and talk to um, your spiritual leader, whether that is one of us here at Refuge mm-hmm. or at another church, and just be like, how can I sign up to be a part of the greeting team? That's not what we're saying. But to really sit there and say, God, what have you put on my heart? Where can I serve you? How can mm-hmm. I... Be, how can I be present in terms of what it is that you are putting in front of me today? And maybe that ministry doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I have a really dear friend of ours um, who is actually, I think she's um, uh, she's going on two years now in this ministry she's been doing where she's been working with human trafficking in a ministry that she just... There was a vacuum in this area for that. And she has dove straight in. Um, and you would not believe what God has done a in her and in her life. This person was like a church mouse when she started and she is this roaring lion now because yeah. of what God is doing. Um, but also just the, to see how that ministry has grown because she said yes to what God was, was asking her to do and, and yeah. just trusted that, you know, I'm passionate about this. I think there needs to be more in this yeah. area. And so God, I'm going to step out and I'm going to follow you and I'm going to be faithful to what you're putting in front of me today. Yeah. yeah but, good. but sorry, she only knew that cause she was spending time with him first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and again, as, as we've shared before and, and we'll keep sharing it hopefully uh, every time, cause it's so important. You know, th- these are just starting conversations. Um, you know, we're not, we're not uh, trying to wrap everything up uh, always in a nice, neat bow at the end, uh, because that's just not life. That's not that's not this journey. So we're going to continue on discuss discussions. We'll we'll be talking hopefully about the idea of serving and and the the balance between doing and being or or the blurred lines. What does that look like? You know, if you have any questions or if there's anything that comes to your mind, or even if we can just pray for you, you can always email us at uh, info at church. Uh, um, refuge.com or visit us at at our website as well and uh, we'd just love to be able to to do that and and help you along in this uh, journey and uh, so uh, hopefully to join us uh, for the next time as we continue on this discussion about discipleship in this common space